Hello everyone and welcome. So in today's video I'd like to show you four different types of noodle. And the first type of noodle is a novelty pasta and the other three are speciality from a certain region here in Germany. Um, without further ado, let me bring in the first type of noodle. So the first half of noodle I have here is from a brand called Bootless. So Bootless is a large chain store here in Germany. Um, I've seen them in most major cities I've been to. And this noodle or this pasta is called Pasta Amour. So everything sounds a bit classier in French. Um, it's shaped in it's called amour or love because it's shaped it's heart shaped um the pasta is heart shaped and it comes in two different colors the standard um yellow pasta and then there is the red color which the red coloring comes from um dehydrated beetroot i'm not too sure if you can if the camera will focus on the packaging but um it says here it comes from um, the colored the noodle using beetroot and let me just show you um, the packaging itself and here's the front of the packaging it says mit Liebe with love and a language I'm not too sure if it's Spanish or if it's French um, someone please let me know in the comment section below and yeah I'm not um, you can see the packaging is still sealed and um, I haven't cooked the noodles yet so I'm not too sure if the noodles would retain its form um, after being cooked so I certainly hope so because otherwise it would kind of be a waste um, to have heart shaped noodles that do not hold its shape um, anyway just a little bit about bootless. Um, bootless is kind of like um, they sell things like um, kitchen and household accessories and sometimes novelty items like the pasta here. And the second type of noodle, or the rest of the noodles I would like to show you, are called Spätzle. Um, Spätzle. This particular type of Spätzle is called Kaiser Spätzle. So Kaiser means emperor, and Spätzle is the diminutive form of the word Spatz, uh, which means sparrow. And this diminutive form is um, used in this region called um, Schwabisches Land, and it's in English. I think it's called Swabian. So um, one of the largest city here in. Sw one of the largest cities in Swabian or in Schwabisches Land is Stuttgart uh, or you may know it as the birthplace of Porsche and what um, just let me quickly explain what diminutive is um, I think the simplest way to explain diminutive is just use an example um, for example kitten uh, if you say something like kitty Kitty is the diminutive form of the word kitten, so it just makes it look a bit cute and 
Um, I hope you get the point. Um, anyway, here is the noodle. And how? And it says on top here, it's called um, Hausmacher Eier Noodle. So if you, um, you could probably have guessed that Eier Noodle means egg noodle, and Hausmacher means homemade egg noodle. And it's from brand called Albert Gold, and explicitly states here, owner gain technique, um, which means it's non-GM food from non-GM source. Um, so that's about it. Um, what stands out about this noodle is it takes about 18 minutes to cook. It says here 18 minutes, um, which means 18 minutes to cook. Considering that most pasta or most noodle takes about six to eight minutes, six to nine, six to eight minutes to cook, this certainly takes a long time when compared to others. So the second type of noodle or spätzle which I'd like to show you is called Garota um, spätzle. So let me not block it. Um, it's from a brand called Inkel Schutz. And if you're interested, you can visit the website here. It's www.inkel-schutz.de. And it's from a place called Esslingen. I happen to have been there once before. And it's a small Queens town in beside Stuttgart so it's not too far away from Stuttgart and why is it called Rot Spätzle is obviously because all the noodle um, is are rolled up so um, I've asked a friend how are Spätzle made so um, Spätzle are made using a block of dough and they are shaved using um, some a knife or a tool. Um, they are shaved into smaller strips of noodles like this and cooked. So in supermarkets, supermarkets, you can get fresh um, spätzle, so they are not dried up like this. And in sealed packages. So this is also, it says here, Hausmacher Iron Noodle, and it's also homemade. Unlike the Kaiser Spätzle, this takes about 6 to 8 minutes to cook, um, which is normal for um, this for the dried noodles. So the last type of um, noodle I'd like to show you. It's also from um, the same region. It's called a bretzle. So um, bretzle means, well, you know the ending le. It's the way. It's a way to form the diminutive form of a word. So bretzel, um, you could have guessed, is called is a pretzel. So bretzle means tiny. Pretzel. 
so you can see on the front of the package. Um, the noodle is shaped in the form of a pretzel, which I think um, of the four noodles I've shown you, I like. I find this noodle the most adorable. And as it's on the packaging, as you can see here, I'm Malik Schwabish, which means uniquely Swabian. Um, it's from a brand called Matthias Kutterer, probably the name of the founder. And takes about eight minutes to cook. As you can see, Kochzeit, acht Minuten, so eight minutes to cook. And what I found very interesting on the package was, or the is, it says here, um, I'm not sure if you can see it well here, um, here, let me just read it for you. Dieser Nudel Form ist europaweit geschützt und exklusiv erhältlich bei Matthias Kutterer. So what it means that is that um, in Europe, you can only get Bretzler or noodle in this shape from this brand. So they actually have a patent or a copyright for um, for this form of noodle. So it's quite unique uh, in a sense that you probably can get it somewhere else. Um, anyway, if you are interested in finding out more about the noodle, um, there's also a um, URL here. I'm not sure if you can see it. So you can pause the video and then if you're interested, you can find out more here. Maybe I'll put a link um, in the in the video later. But anyway, um, one of the nice things about the packaging or about all the noodle is they have all very crinkly packaging. So um, I've, but they do sound a little bit harsh. Um, I hope it's not too harsh for um, all of you at home, maybe listening on uh, using a headphone. So I hope it's not too harsh. I've, I try to be a bit more careful. So let me bring in all the different. Let me bring all the different types of noodle. And then the last one. So um, I hope you've enjoyed watching the video and if you have, you can help me out by giving me a thumbs up and if you haven't yet subscribed to my channel, um, you can also do so. Um, thank you very much for watching. If you have any questions or comments, please leave them in the comment section below. And once again, thank you. Until next time, bye. Hello everyone and welcome. So recently I watched an online video about a very simple method of making iced coffee. Well, allegedly anyway. Um, personally, I found the method to be quite involved. Um, but today I'm going to try to recreate the recipe as faithfully as possible for you for this video. And one of the important things is the ratio between coffee beans um, water and ice.
So I've written out everything on a piece of paper. And first of all, I'm going to weigh out 30 grams of um, coffee beans. And now I have uh, my weighing scale, my kitchen scale in front of me. And I'm put a glass bowl on top. So I'm zeroing the scale. And now let me just put in 30 grams of coffee beans into the bowl. So this is about 30 grams of um, coffee bean and just like one of those cooking shows where everything happens instantly, um, I've actually ground it for the purpose of demonstration. Um, 30 grams of coffee bean. So that's this is about 30 grams of beans and now um, I am supposed to weigh out 335 grams of hot water. So, if you have watched my other coffee video, you may recognize this cup. And now, let me zero the scale again. And right here I have... Boiling hot water, so I'm trying to be very careful and not hurt myself. So let me set the water urn aside. So, um, 335 grams of water is about 335 milliliters of water. So, right now I have everything weighed out, and the next component is 165 grams of ice, which is a little bit too specific. So, I've actually already weighed out 165 grams of ice. Um, and I'm gonna get them right now. So this is about 165 grams of ice, um, it's rough, a rough estimate. Um, now I am going to fold a piece of um, coffee filter. 
So you just have to fold the sides like this. And because I don't have a gripping cup and I am going to use the funnel from my drip coffee machine. to directly no but first I'm gonna pour some then the coffee powder into the funnel let me remove that so they can see it better So now I am going to put pour them directly into the cup. I shouldn't forget my um, coaster. So it's 35 grams of water, sorry, 35 grams of coffee, 300 grams of water. And pour them directly over 165 grams of ice.
So now, according to the instruction, I should give it a good shake. And then serve it directly over a cup of ice. So that's it. Um, that's the cup of um, coffee. So I don't usually drink my coffee black. Um, I like it with a bit more sugar. But um, this time around, I'm going to stick to the recipe and hope it tastes good. It doesn't taste bitter at all. Um, which is a good thing because I don't like bitter coffee and tastes quite smooth so I'm quite happy with the results um, it's a lot more work than the video suggests um, I'm gonna post a link to the video in the description box below so if you're interested you can check out the video itself and sorry you can check out the video yourself and hope you have enjoyed the video so some of you have been asking me about um, making another co another video about coffee so I hope you've enjoyed the video and if you did you can help me out by giving me a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more ASMR videos thank you very much for watching and until next time bye Hello and welcome. In today's video, I'd like to talk about the MadCats FightPad Pro. This controller um, has received quite a bit of negative reviews online, and today I'd like to share my impressions of this controller. And I didn't just get one, but I got two of them, um, just so that I can have a spare controller in case something breaks. Um, so you may have noticed that I, I quite like the controller. Um, I'm not trying to be a contrarian, but um, I like. I'll tell you why I like the controller later. Just to give you a better idea of where I'm coming from. Um, before I got the controller, I was using um the standard Xbox One controller to play. Um, Street Fighter 5 and I'm more of an analog stick player um, than the D-pad I don't use the D-pad at all because um, I just didn't think it works well and so I'm quite used to not having any tactile feedback um, on my direction control so that's number one and number two which is also quite important is I didn't pay full price for um, the c both of these controllers so I paid around slightly more than 30 euros for each of them and um, I got them at Amazon used but they were um, 
almost new so they look um, and smell just as new so I didn't have a problem with that and if you are interested in getting one of them there are many of them floating around um, at Amazon and on eBay as well so um, I actually intended to give uh, to make an unboxing video but um, this box is very loud to open so I decided against it anyway just there's some cool artwork here and I'll show you the, um, the contents of the box and some Street Fighter branding here and it's an official licensed product so yeah um, the back of the box um, lots of boring text so I'm not gonna bore you with that and I'm gonna put it there and inside the box you get a leaflet um, showing you the features and it's kind of like an instruction leaflet but I guess um, it's quite self-explanatory and the other thing you get is um, Mad Cat's sticker so if you like to proclaim your love for Mad Cat's you can stick it on your um, laptop or your computer anyway let me just put them aside and let me bring in the controllers so the first one I got was the white version there are a total of four versions um, white, red, blue for Chun-Li and black for Bison so the white versions for Ryu um, and you can see here um, there's this little symbol here which is a symbol found on Ryu's um, gloves in the game and there's an official branding here um, SF5 branding here and this I got this about a month ago and I like it so much that I got a spare version I got a spare copy so for my spare I got um, the can one which is red and instead of the symbol um, you got a showroom can input here I think it's quite cool um, yeah so uh, I'd like to just give you a very quick tour of the controller and I'll use the white one to show you because it's um, it shows up better on screen um, on the front side you get the, the d-pad which is more like a circular disc and this is the one that most people have problem with um, on this controller I'll talk about it uh, a bit later on and then here you get a um, analog stick so the analog stick um, you can program it using the switch here you can program it to be you can select um, this to be the right stick or the left stick uh, you can switch it toggle um, this toggle switch here and then uh, in the front there's also a PlayStation 4 button sorry PlayStation button and that's a light bar so I'm using this with my PC and this is compatible with the PC you just have to download a driver from Madcat's website um, but on the PC, the PlayStation button, the touchpad, um, which is a bit clicky, 
and the light bar doesn't work they do not work at all and then the six face button um, this the six face buttons are the main reason why I got um, the fight pad because you know place um, Street Fighters played with six buttons three punches and three kicks and this is quite useful if you're playing um, Street Fighter so on the bottom there's this selector so you can toggle between right stick or analog sorry this is sorry this is the PS4 PS3 toggle so it's compatible with both PS3 and PS4 and then you can get the analog switch toggle here and then you get your select and start button which are a bit hard to press so you don't accidentally press them during um, when you're playing using the controller and then on the top there are two triggers the left and right trigger and then your um, left and right um, clicky buttons so some people have problems with um, the R2 button being triggers so I don't use them much so I don't have much problems with that and then on top there's also a toggle switch um, do I see there's a like this there's also a toggle switch here so you can switch between the standard L1, L2 um, and R1 sorry R1, R2 and L1, L2 or you can switch it to L1, L2 and L3, R3 so you can basically switch this um, change the function of the buttons here and the trigger here so that's about it for um, the controller here's the rear side you can see it it's a bit strange um, it's strangely edgy but um, it sits just fine in the hand and the cable is three meters long and hardwired so if it breaks um, you're out of luck you can swap it out so um, that's about it for um, the controller there's not much else to it so let me talk about the quality um, build quality um, it feels one of the complaints was about this controller was um, it feels light and yeah it does feel lighter it's um, actually a bit lighter than the Xbox One controller which um, by itself is feels already quite light in the hand but because this doesn't have any rumble or any features and this feels even lighter which isn't maybe isn't a bad thing at all I guess if you uh, if you want to hold this thing for in the hand for in your hand for a long time um, it doesn't weigh it, it doesn't weigh on your hands and another thing that people are encountering problems with is um, the buttons so some people are experiencing like sticky buttons so the sticky button means that you know when you press the buttons they don't 
they don't immediately spring back um, but rather they kind of stick to the bottom and slowly feels a bit spongy instead of being tactile so um, I've been using this for the past month and I didn't notice any problems with that um, so maybe MacCats has a poor production batch um, so mm, I don't know I don't have that problem with I didn't encounter that problem and you know build quality wise the only thing I have problem with is um, the analog stick so the analog stick um, I did initially use the analog stick for about a week or so and I'm not too sure if you can see but analog stick the rubber layer on analog stick is you know it's a bit worn out from a week of use so that could be having um, a bit of a problem and yeah otherwise build quality wise I think this thing is quite well built it doesn't creak when I do my very scientific um, torsion tests which involve kind of just kind of twisting the controller in opposite directions and yeah so the second thing that people have problem with is um, the analog stick being too close to the d-pad so that when you're trying to execute a command um, for example like this you kind of touch the analog stick by accident and I mean the way I solved it is I switch it to the right stick so I make this the right stick instead of the left and in Street Fighter 5 the right stick doesn't do anything so even if I accidentally touch it um, nothing happens so it doesn't affect my game and let me go um, uh, let's come to the elephant in the room the d-pad this is the one that everyone that many reviewers have problems with they say the d-pad is not tactile which I agree and they would prefer a cross um, many would prefer a cross d-pad d-pad with a cross layout like um, the xbox one d-pad it's a bit clicky and it's you know has a cross layout um, but I in initially when I got this controller I had problems using the d-pad so I have to be honest I spent quite a while and I was ready to give up the d-pad and continue using my using the analog stick then it took me about two days so for two days I was determined to learn how to use this d-pad um, and I spent two days in training mode trying to learn um, how to use this correctly and I think most people who are used to using the d-pad when they use the controller they tend to do for example if you want to do a Hadouken motion you try to flick they try they tend to flick the d-pad um, but in my experience from my experience I can say it works better if you not 
flick the d-pad but rather rest your thumb like this um, if I can show you better and just roll your thumb um, instead of flicking like this um, it works much better that way and now I can safely say that if I miss an input it's my fault and it's not the fault it's not the d-pad's fault if I miss an input because I'm actually very um, comfortable using the uh, with the d-pad and of course some people may prefer a bit more um, tactile feeling here but um, I guess I'm not that big on I, I'm not that big on tactile feedback for my d-pad and so if you have this controller sitting in your drawer because you don't like the d-pad I would encourage you to try resting your thumb and rolling your thumb instead um, let me show you once more like this so you want to do your quarter circle motions like this instead of doing this it makes um, it's actually quite forgiving if you um, put some time into learning how to use it and the only thing that I'm a bit disappointed is this the white version works perfectly I mean I don't have any problems with the white version and maybe I got a poor production copy but the red version the can version has a even mushier it feels just feels mushy it doesn't feel as good as the white version um, at first I saw it um, it was just I was just imagining um, it was just my imagination but um, I put them side by side and then I was playing around with them and this thing is feels a bit different um, from the white version which is a bit of a shame um, it's not unusable but it's just strange that you know two similar controllers or two same controllers just feels different um, when it comes to something as important as the d-pad so I don't know production quality control it's a bit dodgy there and the last thing I want to mention is is this thing worth its retail price of $70 um, I wouldn't have bought this thing if I wouldn't have bought the controllers if they have costed if I have to pay $70 for one of them I wouldn't have bought the controllers in the first place because I think it's not worth $70 um, you see they, there isn't any built-in rumble which is you know which makes sense because you don't want your pet to rumble when you're fighting someone online or when you're playing a game um, it doesn't have wireless module which also makes sense um, because you want to reduce input lag and um, but so they didn't add all these features so unlike this this thing retails for 60 for slightly less than 60 euros and this thing goes for 70 euros even though they are saving on um, some technology so they don't have to 
no built-in rumble, no motor, less cost. Um, they're not passing the savings to consumers, which is a little bit, um, yeah. And I just don't think it's worth seventy dollars. But if you can pick it up for about thirty, forty euros, I'll pay forty euros for this thing, um, anytime, because I really like it. And yeah, that's about it. So. At retail is poor value, but you can get them quite cheap um, online nowadays. And yeah, that's my impression of um, the Mad Cats iPad Pro. And some of you may be watching this for the review, but um, if you stay for the review, and if you come for the review, and if you stay for the ASMR, um, I would like to invite you to check out other ASMR videos on my channel or on YouTube. So you can go to your YouTube search bar and type in ASMR and you can get a whole lot of content for you. And yes, thank you very much for watching. If you have any questions or comment, please let me know in the comment section below. I'll try to answer um, them as quickly and um, as much as possible and yeah that's it for today it's I think it's the longest video I've made um, on for this channel and thank you very much for watching and until next time bye hello everyone and welcome so in this video I would like to show you how to turn this paper into this and this so what I have here is purely cosmetic and purely decorative um, it's a paper serviette so if you have a dinner party and you want to show that you have put a little bit more thought into your dinner parties then you can fold something like this and put it on a plate. So recently somebody showed me how to do this and I thought it was quite interesting and I'd like to show you how to do that as well. And this is um, the second thing I want to show you is um, a paper box. So it's a shallow box Um, what you can do is with it is you can put um, fruit peels, um, bones, or if you are just working on taking apart some thing that um, has small components in it, you can put the small components in the box so that they do not roll off the table and get lost in the carpet. So first, uh, I like to show you how to do how to make um, the paper napkin crown so the paper napkin crown is quite simple uh, what I have here is a very ordinary um, paper napkin um, you can use a towel or you can use a normal cloth napkin um, but I do not have one at home and um, my dish towels were too soft 
um, to hold the shape. So what you can do is um, actually just fold the napkin in half and then fold it like this. Do the same to the other side, but like this. So now your napkin should look like this. And flip it over and fold these two edges together. So now, just fold this inwards. And open this flap up and fold it down. Flip it over. And do the same for the other side. Fold it inwards and slot it into this flap here. And now the last step is to, so you now have something that looks like this. And the final step is to open up the hat. So you just have to make a little bit flatten it and it looks like this at the end. So it's quite simple to make and you just put it onto on a plate. So that's it. Um, the second thing requires a piece of paper um, you can use a fresh piece of paper um, like I'm using now for demonstration purposes um, but you can also use old magazines um, provided that um, they are thick enough so Fold it in half and then half it again. So now you have folded it into a quarter. Um, take one side off the paper and open up.
open it up like this. So it's not perfectly straight here. I'm making a little bit of an adjustment. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, so do the same for the other side. Open it up like this. then press down to make the crease here so now your paper should look something like this and what you have to do is um, flip it like the other way so instead of this you flip it around like this like an X-Wing fighter and now you get to decide how deep you want your box to be and um, let me just show you an example so fold it like this The depth between my finger is the depth of the box. So do it for all four corners. So I'm doing I did it for one and there's two, three, four. Four dot years on here, 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 and here. So let me just show you a bit closer what you can do. So here's a dot year, and do it for all four sides. to tuck um, the dot is under this slot here and what you do is fold down like this
do it for the other sides, bro. And now you can see that here is a little slot and here is the dot gear and just slot it in. And do it for all four sides. So now the box is almost done, the, the basic shape is almost done. Now open the box up like this. And you have to give it its um, basic shape. done so what you can do is for example I have my um, lens cap here and I'm gonna put my lens cap in the box and you can use it for any purpose you want so um, that's all I have for you today and today's a little bit of a an origami session for dummies so have like an Ori Dami. Um, I hope that you find informative and um, thank you for all your support and thank you for watching this video. If you like this video you can help me out by giving me a thumbs up and if you have not yet subscribed to my channel you can subscribe to my channel for more and um, thank you once again for watching and until next time Bye. So I do have quite a few mobile gadgets, for example my mobile phone, my camera, my 3DS and my iPad. So with each mobile gadget I receive a cable and the thing is at some point you will have too many cables to manage and they do cause quite a bit of clutter so today I'd like to show you how I manage my cables and but before that uh, I'd like to bring in the drink for today so 
I've already poured myself a glass of Coca-Cola Life. So this is Coca-Cola with less sugar and with stevia. And I think stevia is a plant extract. So I saw this a few weeks ago at my local supermarket and I decided to try and I cannot tell the difference between this and regular cola. So I'm going to take a sip and go on with the program. And so the solution to the clutter is actually quite simple. So I got a, I actually got this from my mother. Um, she gave this to me, I asked, I saw that she has one of these things and this is a insert for handbags, so or handbag liners and you can actually get them for quite cheap. So if you have handbags you probably know what these are and the good thing about them is they do have many compartments right um, and here there are already four compartments the so one two three and four and here there are another six compartments four on the front and two at the back and inside there are two compartments that allow you to be zip one and one open compartment so I think Originally, these are meant for handbags, so you just put your essential items here. And when you decided that hey, I want to hold, I want to take carry another handbag today, just take out your essential items and chuck it into the other handbag, and you're ready to go. So, um, I'd like to show you what cables I put in this bag because um, what I do is I do not carry duplicate cables um, I store away the rest of my cables in storage so the first cable I have here is a normal USB to micro USB cable so this is standard equipment, so my mobile phone, this camera, all uses this cable, so I it's essential and I have quite a few of them and the rest are in storage. So that's one, 
The second cable is Apple's proprietary cable because Apple loves proprietary stuff and it means that I have to carry my USB to lightning cable with me. And I also have a one terabyte hard disk um, which supports USB 3.0. So this is the USB 3.0 cable. And for my 3DS proprietary connectors, but you know, if you want to carry your 3DS around, there isn't any much, there isn't other choice. And then I have, that's all I have on the front side. So let me show you what I have on the other side. So here I have my camera connection kit. So I use this to transfer image between my camera or from my camera to my iPad. Um, alternatively, I use this to record things on my iPad um, by connecting a microphone. So I have two microphones and both of them work on the iPad without external power. So and the downside of this thing is it's really expensive for what it is. But and here I have my regular USB on the go cable. Nothing much. It's cheap generic so about six times cheaper than the Apple cable. And here I have it's just this is a USB to mini USB cable. So um, I need to use it for my other microphone so it stays in the bank. And Finally, I have my cheap generic earbuds here that came with free with my um, old mobile phone. And if you imagine, if you can imagine um, this cable here, which I'm using for this mic, also goes into this bag. And I also carry with me a spare portable battery so I bought this um, this is a 3500 milliamp hour battery so it's good enough for one charge so I'm gonna leave it here and As I bought this battery, um, they were having a promotion and I was able to get a second portable battery. So this is a 3000 milliamp hour battery. And they are slim enough to be carried around.
but what are cables without chargers so this is a wall adapter um, I usually carry around one um, that outputs that has a higher output um, this outputs about 2 amperes of current and it's suitable to be used to charge my iPad which I think the iPad charges about 2.1 milliamp um, outputs about 2.1 milliamp sorry 2.1 ampere at 5 volts so that's one and the last thing that I have here is a spare charger um, I carry this around because um, even though it only outputs 1 ampere of current at 5 volts this thing is small enough um, just in case I lose the other charger or I need to charge two devices at the same time in a hotel room you never know so I carry an extra wall adapter around yeah, so that's it um, that's all I have in the bag here and this bag can be expanded so there are buttons here that you can just make them a little bit more compact take another sip of my cola so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to put everything back here so let's start with the first the first item that I showed you the mini USB, micro USB cable and I'm going for the second item which is the lightning cable and the third item that I showed you was this, the USB 3.0 cable fourth item would be my 3DS cable and then I showed you my camera kit adapter and then USB on the go cable and mini USB cable and 
finding the battery. And the adapter. So the advantage is um, they do not tangle together in my bag. And that's all the time I have today. And I hope you I've given you some ideas about how you can arrange your cables. And thank you very much for watching. If you like this video, give it a thumbs up. And if you like to, if you would like to, subscribe to my channel for more. Thank you and I'll see you next time. Bye.